Torayim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha in my edition, we're on page I involve. We're going through the Kavanos, the intentions we should have when the shofar is being blown. We started it, and I said I'll hope to have a uh, chart, and Baruch Hashem, Hashem gave me the time to make the chart. Now, the, let me just preface. In the Savior, there's two charts. The first chart is based on everything through the first parak, and there's a chart. But then the second parak, he adds a second layer to the blowing of the shofar. And then there's a second chart that has that extra layer combined with the first chart. So instead of making two charts, I made one chart, and that's the last chart. By the way, anyone who's listening on the podcast and you don't have a chart, you could email me at rabbimachalowitz at gmail.com and I'll be happy to send you a chart. So, uh, and this chart will be very helpful if you learn this now, I mean, and then you'll have it next to you during the tekiahs, you can follow along. So, so when we're going to be using the chart, I'm not going to be reading everything right now because it only has the first half from this first chapter, to which we'll add a second chapter. Okay, so how far did we get to? So if you look on the chart, you see there's the first set of blasts that's called Tashrat. Stands for Tkia, Shvarim, Trua, Tkia. And that's the first Tkia, Shvarim, Trua, last Tkia. Then we have another set called Tashat, Tkia, Shvarim, Tkia. And we have the last set, Tkiya, Trua, Tkiya, that's called Tarat. And that gives you the full 10 that we have. So we didn't go through everything yet. We only went through the first four in that first blowing of Tashrat. Yeah? We haven't anything for the Gladula, the last one, which we blow for the longer time, anything? So far not. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll see what else he brings us, but I don't have everything yet. So... Just to review, so the chart has like this, the set, that's one column, so there's three sets, then there's the t- whatever sounds you're hearing, and there's a total of 10 sounds you're hearing, then what you should be thinking about during each one of those sounds, and the next column is what's your feelings about your service of Hashem that you should have at this time. Okay, so we've done the first Tashrat. That first, during the first Kia, we're thinking of elevating everything and, and realizing that Hashem illuminates with the light of His face. And we raise ourselves and the entire creation and we scream out yearning to Hashem, we only want you. And then Hashem Hashem and arouses Hashem's desire to get onto the, the, the throne and he wants to reveal some of the light and reveal the true divinity with much more power. But then the Shvarim tells us that the arousement, the judgment is aroused. Okay? And therefore, the king has to allow Kvura to say if we're deserving of that uh, flow that's coming. 
And then we blow the true again, which strengthens ourselves to really cry out that Hashem should give it to us. And then we have the last tekiah, which brings out the aspects of Chochmah Bin and Das to arouse our hearts and have in mind to nullify our feelings of being a somebody, to get some enthusiasm and yearning towards Hashem, and to have the strength to combine the Chochmah Bin and Das and to live in that reality. That's what we mentioned yesterday. Okay, so that's the first set. Okay. So now we move on to the, one second, just trying to find everything here. Uh, oh, I jumped, I jumped, that's why. Okay. So now the next set is Tashat, which is Tkia Shvarim Tkia. So again, what do we think about when we're talking about? So now, as we mentioned, once we have the first kia shvarim trua, which has us combine these feelings of Elul, that total bittel to Hashem, and that uh, everything we're going to do is, that Hashem is everything, and we're totally nullified, and we're excited about it, and we want to sweeten up the judgment. Now Hashem starts sending the energies down, and on that last kia, he sent down energies of Chachma Bin and Das that we want to receive that Chachma Bin and Das based on that understanding of Enod Milvado. So now the energies continue now with the second set. And that first kia, we have to have in mind to arouse and receive love from Hashem, to feel the love of Hashem from a complete beetle from a recognition of God's true kingdom, there's nothing else but Hashem. And since there is nothing love, love else but Hashem, the love of Hashem is awesome because that is all our life. To feel from an Enod Movado perspective, you know how much he loves me? Nothing gives me a little bit. He gives me everything. And it's nothing that I don't have that comes from Hashem. The Shvarim, we already know, has to do with Gvura. So it brings in the attribute of Gvura, which is really Yira Shamaim, the fear of Hashem. And the idea being not the fear of punishment, but the re recognition that in Hashem's presence, He is everywhere, and my behavior as such should be fitting that. In other words, first there's, you realize, well, if Hashem is everywhere, He's giving me everything, that's a tremendous kindness. But the other one, I have to realize, but I'm in God's presence wherever I am. Everywhere I am is God's presence. So have to behave not fearful that you're going to get punished, but respectfully. And that energy comes down. And the last Kia helps us with Tiferes. And Tiferes is the ability to bond with Hashem, to arouse our hearts, to cleave to Hashem with all our hearts and all our might, and to increase concepts of Dveikus, which specifically includes learning Torah is specifically involved in that. So that commitment, Tiferes, is this blend. When you're feeling the love and the fear of Hashem, and it's all combined, that's a total connection with Hashem. And you want to feel that. Now, even though you may not actually feel it, but you should arouse yourself to feel it, because there's energies coming. And even if you, you don't feel it, that's a test. 
It's a test if it's coming down or not. And finally, the last set of Tarat deals with the long tkiah is to bring within ourselves the Mida of Netzach, which is the ability of victory and stubbornness against the Eight Sahara. And to have the ability to stubbornly stand up against uh, all the tests that he brings against us. Very strong with total belief in Hashem. So we can add the words to arouse and receive something against the Yetzirah and its tests. That I think is an important thing to add. So you can add that on to the uh, sheet as I'm adding it on now. Keep making mistakes. Okay, then with the next, the Trua, the Trua, remember this is all fitting on right side, left side. They all fit in together, is the Hod. And what's the Hod? That's admitting the truth that everything comes from Hashem. And to arouse our hearts to that truth and to confess and praise that everything that happens, Hashem is the only one who does that. Yeah. So how it is different from the earlier? Earlier we already said we said it is anod milvadot. Which one you want? Which one are you talking about? Just different than which one? Chesed. Uh, chesed. Chesed is saying that you've received you receiving every all your life from Hashem, and I appreciate the love that Hashem has to me. But on the other hand, Netzach means, and therefore I'll be stubborn against the Yetzirah. Gvura is to perceive the reality and have a certain fear of Hashem, and then we have to admit the truth that everything comes from Hashem. Those are different attributes. Those are different attributes, right? Hold is to admit that Hashem is everything and confess that, and all the success comes from Hashem. Okay, and then finally, the last tkia, which um, is can be understood as a longer tkia, so to speak. And I guess it's longer because it has to hold two things. Okay. And that is to bring the attribute of yesod, which is bonding, to feel totally bound up to Hashem, and to have in mind to keep the covenant with Hashem, and to bond up all the creation with Hashem, and to see the light of Hashem in everything that's in the world. And also they have feelings of accepting the yoke of heaven, the meat of Malchus, Malchus Shemaim, that we should merit and do things as Hashem wants with great amuna, and to reveal the reality of Hashem in the world with everything that we do. So these are the ten. If you didn't get them so well, not a problem. We're going to do it again with another slant on tshuva in this. So it's going to all be repeated and just extended a little further than what we're doing. So these are again uh, uh, repeated in the same sequence, these blasts. Like we need 101 blasts, right? Okay, we're going to discuss the main 30. Okay, so uh, these we're going to get to that right now. These are all 30? Oh, this is 10. So can there are 10 blasts, right? You have Tashrat, Tkiah, Shvarim, Trua, Tkiah. That's four. Yeah. Tashat, Tkiah, Shvarim, Tkiah. Three. That's three. Tarat, Tkia, Trua, Tkia. That's three. That's ten. When we do the Musaf, 
and we do Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofros, they're all that 10. That 10. So you get 10, 10, and 10. And this is what the footnote on the bottom of page Ayin Ches that he brings from the Rashash, uh, from Sharabi, he says, he says, why do we have to do it three times? And he explains that each one is providing something else. And that's what got right at the bottom. I didn't write everything in there, which I should have. But he says, when we are, and this is the, for the, for the left, for the 30 that are called the standing 30s. We have the sitting 30s. That's the one to confuse Satan. That's what we to confuse them. That's not the main ones. The main ones are during Musaf. Those are the main ones. Now, Svartim does 30 in the silent and 30 in the out loud. Ashkenazim only do 30 in the out loud. But the, these are the main 30. When we say the prayers of the blessing in the Amidah of Malchios, Hashem's kingship, Zichronos, remembering Shofros, the idea of Shofar, those three things are all of them, we have 10 blasts, and we have all these 10 spheros that we're dealing with, and all these feelings that we mentioned. And we're going to repeat it three times. Now, question why are we repeating it three times with the same thing? And the answer is because we're looking at it at three levels. He says, in the first order, which is Malchios, it really is what he calls, is what he calls, it's the avoda of the inner aspect of the outer aspect, which we'll see what that means. The inner aspect of the outer aspect. The second one, Zichronos, is the outer aspect of the inner aspect. And the third one of Shofros is the inner aspect of the inner aspect. Okay? And we'll under- explain what this means. And now we're going to go from backwards. What is inner aspect of inner aspect? Pneumius of Pneumius. That's referring to your mind and your seichel, chachma, bina, and das. Those are your thoughts, which is the innermost aspect of the innermost you. Your thoughts are totally unrevealed. It's Mamish, the innest, innermost part are your thoughts, your mind, what your mind thinks. The external of the inner, it's talking about feelings, chesed vortiferis. Because on the one hand, they're external because those are feelings that are emoting from you, which is expressing what's going on in your mind. But still in all, it's called inner because there's no action. It's more of an, a thorough spiritual feeling, right? So that's the external of the internal. And finally, the internal, the external, is what moves you to the actual things you do, and that's based on Netzach, Hod, and Yesod, because the actual outside of the outside is the actions. So there's four levels. There's the outside of the outside, what you do. Now, what is, what, what's behind that? Well, that's the inner aspect of the outside, which is the last three spheros of Netzach, Yesod, and Hod, and that is what makes you do the action. That's behind the action. That's the inner aspect. You did a mitzvah. How did you do the mitzvah? Netzach, Hod, Yesod is what was behind. That's the inner of the outside. Then we have the feelings, which is the outside 
of the inner. And then the thoughts is the inner of the inner. Okay? So now, what is that in terms of Avoda Lamaisa? So what does that mean? So now we're going to go reversed. So the first set, although we discussed everything on this chart, the first set, but it is all focused on the decision to act this way. In other words, everything that we're saying that we want to raise ourselves and yearn to scream out, we only want you, we only want you, and to only do things for you. Everything from this whole list is all in terms of doing, okay? And there's things that I'm committing to doing. I want to be able to do everything just for you, okay? And um, and arouse my heart and mind to do. It all is focused on all the spheros, how they relate to doing, okay? The second set is how I take all of my thoughts and now focus it on my feelings of yearning to bring out the unity of Hashem. And the third one is the thoughts. Okay? And, and it, you totally mindset about that. So we have three general areas. Action, feelings, thoughts. Now, every set of kios of those ten notes is we're dealing with how do we express those feelings regards to action? How do we express those feelings in regard to feelings? And how do we express that regard to our thoughts? And that's how it happens. Now, questions, why do we start that way? Why don't we do it the other way? So he said, so he explains the following. He goes into a little bit more detail. He says, when you blow the first 10, the real avoda is regarding actions. That means we scream out and we make decisions to remain physically attached and nullified for Hashem and to feel that physically I have no independent reality and every action I do is really not me and to show how far away I am um, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how I want my actions to reflect Hashem's total reality. So I, I, all those steps are in terms of, I want to have behavior like that. Second group is that we have a great desire to remain bonded to Hashem with our mitos and our feelings, which is love and fear and connection, and to scream over the fact, I haven't merited yet. And I don't want to love anything else in this world other than Hashem. That's more focused on feelings. I only want to have feelings towards Hashem. No feelings towards anything else. And finally, the third one is my mind should be clear in all these aspects. So this is the order. It's an inverse order. You're wondering, why don't we do the other way? Why don't we start with thoughts, speech, and action? Because isn't it really first thoughts, feelings, and then action? But here we're doing the opposite. We're committing to action, feelings, and thoughts. And that's what I just very briefly put over here. The Malthios is the first set. Zichron is the second set. Shofros the third set. So you're repeating these ideas, but the focus is different. Now in the brackets, he explains why. He says whenever we're trying to construct our total humanity, and the ultimate goal is what's in the brain. That's the ultimate goal. 
you always got to start with actions. You don't start by building with the thoughts. Because there's a concept in Pirkei that we don't want to have chachmaso, our wisdom, is more than our actions. You don't want to be a theoretical Jew and not an action Jew. So therefore, what and usually the actions inspire the mind. So a person first has to train himself to act properly and to overcome his bad habits, his bad nature. And only if you can overcome that can you elevate yourself and reach divine comprehension. In other words, if you're a terrible sinner, don't start thinking about how much you're going to love Hashem. It ain't going to happen. You got to get, it's like, you got to go cold turkey on this. You got to behave like a proper person. Very simple. A husband and wife having a terrible marriage. He says, well, I really love you. He says, oh, get out of here. You beat me, you insult me, you don't say anything nice to me. You, you tell me you love me. Well, first I'll love you and then I'll behave. No, 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 no. The behavior, the external always affects the internal. You don't like her, behave like you like her. That has to come first. When a person has questions about Yiddishkeit, you know what? Just do it first. Keep Shabbos first. Keep kosher first. The mitzvah itself will impact upon you. So that's the first thing we're saying. Let's focus on our actions, even though we're not going to do anything on Rosh Hashanah. But the actions is the first, the commitment. We're making resolutions in action. So therefore, we're saying we want to repair the actions. The second set, we continue where we go on to the feelings of the heart. Once I have proper actions, my feelings will be uh, affected by what I do. And now I've got the tools to keep my mind open and the mind is fertile to hear these ideas of what it means to really understand that you're totally bottled to Hashem. But you got to be careful. The Sahara is going to tell you all kinds of other things. It's going to say, how can I think about Hashem if I'm acting so terrible? Better for me not to do anything until I understand and appreciate Hashem. And that's a big mistake. Because you're right. The brain is very important to repair the person. But it can't work until <coughs> you first are doing the actions and preparing your brain to be fertile for it. So the proper way is, of course, we daven that I should have the right thoughts. And on the second, and with all our heart and all our actions. Yes, that's what I want and that's what I'm davening. But we got to work on it from the other end. That if you want to really get changes to the mind, Let's give an example. Let's say you want to go to a shiur that a tzaddik is giving. And you hope he's going to say something's going to inspire you, it's going to affect your mind, and then you're going to have feelings about it, then you're going to have behaviors. That's good. You want he, he Wow, that was a life-changing speech. Now, I never looked at life that way. And now I have different feelings about life, and I'm going to start acting on it. That is true, but it's got to be reversed beforehand. What does that mean? You got to put yourself in a position that when you hear the shiur, it will arouse you. A lot of times you go to a shiur, I says, I, I didn't feel anything. Why not? You know what? You didn't prepare yourself to hear the shiur. So therefore, what do you got to do? You got to start doing things that show you want to hear this. Oh, the tickets cost money to get in. I'll pay the money. 
I'm going to make the effort to get there. I'm going to come early to get a good seat. I'm going to start doing some nice things. I want to get myself emotionally ready for this. I, I believe that this rabbi has a lot of power and he can influence me. And I'm going to do actions to show. I'm going to drive there. I'm going to go there. I'm going to come early. I'm going to get a good seat. I want to make sure I understand what's going on. I want to prepare myself for this. And I want to really get psyched up that it's going to be an amazing thing. And then when the words come in, they're fertile territory to come in. And once you understand that, then you got to totally act on it and translate that into actions. And then you can go securely because you've prepared the tools of the mind. And when it comes to its comprehension, it goes right into that. So therefore, you got to improve your actions before your mind is going to change. You don't want to be so smarter than your actions, as Pirkei said. Because if you're trying to increase your brains and your knowledge, but you didn't do anything to make the, the utensil bigger by fixing up your behaviors, nothing's going to get in there. But you also got to remember, everything's based on the level of the person. He can't do actions as a tzaddik gummer if he's so far away from it. He has to do small actions. Start with small actions, small feelings, and, and then small understanding. And then when you understand that, act on that again. And that's the virtuous cycle you want to keep. It's not like, okay, I'm going to keep the whole Torah before I hear one word of Torah. No. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to try to understand one aspect of Yiddishkeit. One aspect. What's one aspect? Making a bracha. That's it. I'm still not keeping Shabbos. I'm not keeping Shabbos. Okay. I'm going to make brachas. That's it. You know what? I don't even know every brother. You know what? I always say Shakoni Yabitvaro. Finished. I'm doing it every year, Shakoni Yabitvaro. And then and I want to get emotionally connected and understand feel what I'm saying. You know what? Then I'll learn more halachot. And then I'll and I'll and that'll become a virtuous circle. And now that I've really done good on brachot, now I'll work on the next one. Let's say kashrut, or whatever the next one will be. So this is the way the blowing of the shofar goes in these primary thirty blasts. So everything that we've got on the chart, although some of them very much talk about, especially when you're getting down to the spheros. Some are spheros chachma das or thought. Some are feelings chesek vurtiferos, and the final ones are actions. But each one is going to be colored, so to speak. And the first way is in action. I want, I want to actually be the person who will do things with Chachma. Okay? I'm going to do something to become smarter. Not just it's going to come by itself. I'm going to study Torah, whatever. I'm going to do an action that will prevent, prevent that will enable all these things to happen. And the second time, I'm going to have feelings for all these things. And then finally it's going to be the mindset of all these actions. And that's why you triple them. Because you got to hit it and hit it hard from three different aspects. And the more you hit, the more it brings down the energies. The energies are coming down. Hashem is judging, should I bring down the energies or not? You're crying out for the energies. I'm crying out, Hashem, I want to be able to do 
everything for you and from the realization it's only you and it's not me so now you go through everything in terms of doing then you go the next 10 in terms of feeling and then finally the last 10 in terms of knowing and understanding and that becomes the 30 notes that we're blowing and those machshavot that we have over there however and that's what the chart on, in my book on page I and Ches and this but there'll be another chart coming up because we've ended the first parak over here on Rosh Hashanah and the blowing of the shofar and what the blowing of the shofar is actually accomplishing the next parak is going to get to the panemius of Rosh Hashanah and the shofar and the the next point that we'll just start to mention, and that will fill in this chart even further, because we have more in the chart than what I've taught you yet. We'll just start with the statements again of the Rav Shalom Sharabi. And he's, he says, the chauffeur is not able to sweeten the judgment unless it's accompanied with tshuva. We haven't talked a lot about tshuva yet. We were just talking about what we want. We're crying out to connect to Hashem. We're crying out, ain't old Movado. But well, in Elul we've been thinking about this, but now when the actual chauffeur is blowing, I have to have actual thoughts of tshuva. And if I don't have all these thoughts in the first chart, don't have anything to do with tshuva. It's just like, okay, I want everything to be ain't old Movado. I won't be totally connected to you. So where's the tshuva, man? What do you mean? In Obovado, you've done a lot of sins. So now we got to take everything we just said and add the layer of tshuva. Why we have to add the layer of tshuva and everything else, that will be tomorrow's discussion. And then we should have a full understanding of the blowing of the shofar and what our kavanah should be when they come. Thank you. Come late. No, you don't get a good seat, but sometimes you get locked out. How could the doors of the shul be locked?